With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus. Bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Holy moly! UFC Vegas 57 post show, baby! Let's get it started! Yeah! The excitement is aplenty, and it's a good thing that Alexander K. Lee, my best friend, is not here because the main event of UFC Vegas 57 had all of the mixing of the martial arts. And I think even AK can appreciate how much the martial arts were mixed. In this main event between Armand Sarukian and Matush Gamrod, 25 minutes of absolute chaos, high-level stuff, and in the end, all three judges saw it exactly the same. 48-47 for Matush Gamrod, who gets the biggest win of his career, and he is on to bigger and better. But what a fight it was. One of the best fight night main events you will ever see, and I am excited to talk about it. Thank you for joining us. For the UFC Vegas 57 post-fight show, I am Mike Heck. Got a whole crew here. We got Jose Youngs joining us from Phoenix, Arizona. And we have the man with the fiery hot takes, Mr. No Gray Area himself, Jed Bishu, the new president of the PFL, as you can see. Hey, baby. From head to toe. He's got PFL sweatpants on, PFL sneaks, PFL socks. Look, He's just rolling I'm- with the PFL. I know that we just watched probably the second best fight of the year, but I'm just here so we can talk more about Bruno Capeloza, uh getting upset <laughs> last night. Uh, maybe we'll save that for BTL because I know that's why everybody <laughs> will tune in during International Fight Week. But Jose, I mean, I'm not going to ask you about the scoring. You didn't want to give a prediction on the fight because you think so mm. highly of these two guys. Mm-hmm. We all had very high expectations for this fight. Mm-hmm. Did it deliver? Did it exceed your expectations? Your thoughts on those 25 minutes? It didn't exceed my expectations because my gymnastic score was a 10 and 
I'm not Dave Meltzer and I don't break my scoring system. So uh, it was a 10 out of 10 main event. I gave it a 10 out of 10 potential. So it lived up to everything uh, that it was built on. It was It's rare we get these main events. Like the last one I can really remember was like when TJ Dillashaw fought Corey Sanhagen, where you just knew that no matter, like it was just impossible for those two gentlemen to have a bad fight. And the same thing with Matash Gamera and Armin Saruki. And this fight, was bananas it was absolutely spectacular i'm not really going to get into the argument of is it the second best fight is it the first best fight is it the best non-title fight because that's silly because that's this fight just happened and we should be talking about how great this was not comparing it to anything else this fight had everything it had high high action grappling it had fantastic counter striking it had high level submission defense submission offense wrestling everything stakes were there Matouche Gamera won I don't even know what I scored it. I just enjoyed the fight. I wasn't scoring it as I went, as Jed said. Kind of scoring while watching is, is very difficult when you're just enjoying the fight that much. But based on the the new scoring system, I have I would just I assumed Armin was going to win, just based on like I think Alan I did Twitter reacts for a site. Alan Joban kind of put it out there where he's like it's, he was very confused by the decision based solely on the new criteria. Where if it was the old criteria, Mataj Gamera would win. But if it was the new criteria, then Armin Sarukian would win. So I just assumed Armin was going to win with the announcement, Mataj Gamera. I wasn't happy or sad. I was just like, oh, I guess Gamera won. Cool. Now he can fight someone even higher than him, and Armin can fight another high-level lightweight. Because as we all know at MMAfighting.com, the lightweight division is the best division in mixed martial arts, regardless <laughs> of the campfire stores, the rest Preach. of us. The rest of this staff tells you about Bantamweights and Welterweights and what have you. So 10 out of 10 main event, and that's all I have to say. This fight lived every, lived up to everything. It was just high-level martial arts, and I don't care that it was in the apex because, again, that argument is also very played out on this website. This fight ruled, and I don't care where it happened. It was just fantastic. It was an amazing fight. Jed, I mean, again, everything Jose said is true. This was Hello. the This is the true Except- test of... Hold on, hold on. This is the true test of the of the new scoring criteria, right? This is the perfect example. Like this is the fight when all the analysts and everybody goes back and they're like, "All right, this is we're going to watch this fight and we're going to compare the two criterias." To me, I thought Armand won four rounds just based on the criteria. Damage outweighs control, it outweighs takedowns with nothing really behind it. I thought Armand won four rounds. I don't think he won 5. I think he won 4. I scored at 49-46. It's not egregious, though, that Gamrat wins 48-47. Like, I'm not, like, enthralled by this decision. I was actually a little more upset with the Cater decision, not because of – not because Emmett won. It was because of the scorecard from Chris Lee. But we don't have that argument here because all three judges scored this fight exactly the same. But you scored it for Gamrat, right? Including Chris Lee. I did. MMA Fighting's official score uh, for this fight is 48-47. And I'll be honest, I am not married to that score. Uh, I was live blogging. So it is oh, it is really hard to live blog and feel like I'm getting like a – unless it's like a dominant. Like I could have live blogged Shavkat Neil Magny and <laughs> had a pretty good score, like a pretty accurate score for that fight. That would have been pretty simple. But like this fight had so much going on too. Like – 
it's I do all I do most of our live blogs. Like heavyweights are way way easier because they throw like three strikes a minute and they're big times. Like it was really easy to live blog and score a Sparzanami Yunus because nothing happened. So I'm just sitting there being like, well, nothing's happening. But this one was like, okay, so they scrambled and there was a Granby roll and the position changed and it was back and Sarukian's back up to the cage now. But the body lock, there's just so much stuff going on that I have no idea if the score I put forth is like is correct or not. My reasoning for it is in what I saw while I was watching, I felt like the damage was equal for, for the most part. Certainly not in the first two rounds. I thought if you scored that like 49, 46 game route, which I haven't seen, but you know, people are crazy. That would be like very, very wrong. And I think the same way that scoring at five Oh Sarukian, which somebody on MMA decisions did is very, very wrong. But for me, I thought the first two rounds were very clearly Sarukian. Um, and then I thought in the last three, the damage in each of those rounds felt very equal, but obviously the grappling, like that, that's how the scoring goes. If the damage is equal, then you go down to the next criteria and kind of the, the control and the grappling certainly favored Gamrot. Again, I'm not married to that score. I, I'm excited to rewatch that when I can fully focus on it because it was a friggin' banger. Um, and it's just nice because like Jose said, when he erroneously said the the rest of this website will will tell you can't fire tails, I have not ever in my entire time for the six years I've worked for MMAfighting.com, I have told you all that lightweight is the best division because it is and always will be. And this, like he said, this is it. This is exactly why this fight ruled and I'm really excited to watch it back tomorrow. Yes, I will be watching this one back as well. Just, yep, there's the score. So most people scored it for Sarukian. One, two, three, four, six for Gamrod. Six, nine, 12, 13, 14. So 15 to six, it looks like, for, for Sarukian. Uh, 48, 47, 49, 46. I even said, like, in our in our private page, I was like, I got a 4-1 for Sarukian. 5-0 wouldn't shock me from a judge. 48-47 either way wouldn't shock me. It was just one of those fights that it was just it was just so close. It was so high level that like it, I don't know. I, I just I'm not bummed out about the score at all. I'm just like, wow, I can't believe I watched that fight. That was tremendous. The truth of the matter is like I don't I don't I can't speak for y'all. I don't feel like either man's better than the other. I feel like and they said it kind of a lot on the thing. I just feel like they are even they are exactly even fighters and i they should fight five more rounds and they'll still be even but <laughs> i'll watch them fight three hours if that because that, that was awesome so like i don't if you if you gave it to either man i'm fine with it but i feel like at the end of the day they are identically like at a identical skill and talent levels and that's why it created such an awesome fight yes I, I I hope we get to see it again. I hope there's a day where I, I know Islam Makachev, Jed, in your eyes, is going to have the title <laughs> until the day he decides I don't want to have the title anymore. But I hope one day these two guys fight for the title. We get five more rounds of this with the stakes just incredibly high. And, I mean, if these guys want to run it back or do four or five fights, I mean, I'm down. It was just such a good fight. But, Jose, I know – Sometimes we present these matchmaking questions before the card, and you're like, well, we got to see how the fight plays out. We know that Shafkot's going to take a big step forward. No doubt about it. 
But where does Gam like where's Gamrock gonna go with this win? Like how how high do you shoot him up? Like Sarukian was talking about the Michael Chandlers of the world. Are we looking at that for Gamrock? Like what what do we do with him from there from, from this victory? Because it was I impressive, think, it was unbelievable. I think you're gonna have to give him a guy that's highly ranked, but is is probably not gonna fight for the title anytime soon. So like when he called out Justin Gaethje, I'm like I I'm not. I would be shocked if they made that fight, only because I think what Justin Gaethje is what two or three ranked in that division. I don't think they're going to give Mataj Gamrot the number th two or three ranked lightweight in the world. But I think he's going to have to fight someone either like that if he wants a top five guy, a guy that you know can't really say no to fights because Justin Gaethje fought pretty much everyone else in that top five outside of like Islam and Benil Darius. But I don't think Gaethje is going to fight Benil because they both have the same manager. So. Maybe the winner of Fazeev versus RDA. I think that fight, again, is anyone going to complain if Mataj Gamrot fights RDA or Rafael Fazeev? Because, as nope. we all know at MMAfighting.com, the lightweight division is the best division in mixed martial arts. And I'll fight, see anyone in the top 25 fight, anyone inside the top 25, and it'll be a high-level action-packed martial arts competition. Now, I wouldn't even hate if Armin Sarukin fought the loser of Rafael Fazeev versus RDA because all of those fights are fantastic. But uh, if they make, again, if they make, Mataj Gamrot versus Justin Gaethje, which I doubt they will, but I think it honestly actually does make sense considering Justin Gaethje's, like I said, fought everyone else kind of in that group. Sign me up for another five-round scrap. I don't care. Again, don't care where it is, if they want to bring it to Arizona, if they want to go to Europe, whatever. Don't care. Just want to see Mataj Gamrot fight someone in the top 10 for 25 minutes because, you know, you beat Armin Sarukian, you're a bad dude. Yeah, a lot of people that I've seen who scored it for Sergio are talking about the the knockdown. And I think it was either the third or the fourth round. And I was curious. Was that a knockdown? Because like, I was, couldn't tell. Was, and they, they talked like it wasn't. It was scored officially a knockdown for Sergio, okay. according to UFC stats. Um, I mean, just just such a close, close fight. It was unbelievable. Uh, Sergio on significant strikes, 95 to 81. Doesn't tell the tale of the fight. It was it was just so good, and I love people on Twitter just because I'm I, I've I've sung praises of a fighter, and I was very high on a fighter. People are adding me on Twitter saying, "Oh, sad night for Mike." I don't give a shit that he lost. Like it, it oh, doesn't affect on, my should. life. It doesn't affect my life. Do He'll be back. He'll be back. I thought he won. It's okay. He'll be back. He'll You're be. You're not back. doing fandom right, Mike. Come on, like you get mad when the Celtics lose to the Warriors, be mad when your boy. That's the, the reason to pick fighters to stand is so you can treat them <laughs> like sports teams and be mad when they lose and be excited when they win. When Hamza takes the belt off Usman, I'm going to be the, I'm going to be right there and a lot of people are going to be with me. And then when he fights Shavka, it's going to be awesome. Like that's you should you should be sad right now because your man got robbed, Mike. That's what you need to be doing in these moments. He won sixty to thirty-five tonight, and he got screwed. It's it's funny. My little brother, who my little brother, who is a very casual MMA fan and only watches it for as you would you would love Jed. He he does it so he could he could bet on it and find things. And even he scored the fight. Who he doesn't even watch MMA all that often. Even he scored the fight four-one for for Sarukian. So there you go. But again, tremendous fight. We all win. Anybody who watched it were the real winners tonight. And Matush Gamrock goes on to bigger and better things. Can't wait to see where both of these guys go. Can't wait to see how Sarukian bots. By the way, just, let's, all, let's all remember, let's not be taking the shovels out for Sarukian yet and start digging his grave. He's 20 friggin' five years old. 
The guy's coming back. He'll be in, in these spots again and again and again, climbing that ladder. And he's going to have to chase Matush Gamron now, who gets the biggest win of his career. But what you have something to say? I was saying, um, honestly, this is actually the best outcome because because Sarukian's only twenty five. Like he loses almost no no value, and like his stock takes zero hits. I'm going to move both Gamrot and and Sarukian up in my rankings this month. Like, and he he still gets to come back. Whereas if Gamrot takes this L. Maybe isn't the end of his title aspirations, but at 31, having just lost to like the new hot shit, like that's it's really tough for him to put together like a title run in the next couple of years. So this is actually kind of the best outcome as far as the UFC and lightweight division goes. It's a great point. Uh, we'll be talking about this fight in December when we're talking about fights of the year. It'll be on that list, no doubt about it. We're this close to crowning an NBA champ. And with the action heating up on the court, it's even hotter at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet, up to 1500 bucks if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire. 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. But the big story coming out of this card, Jose Young's, Shafkat Rachmanov didn't just beat Neil Magny. He put the boots to Neil Magny. He thrashed him. This was some performance. This is exactly what he needed. 10-8 first round, just absolutely thrashed Neil Magny and then put him away in the second, gets the buzzer beater submission. What a performance. I mean, coming out of that win, seeing what he did to Neil Magny, what was your reaction once the tap happened with like, I don't know, five seconds left in the second round? What was your reaction after watching that performance? 
we saw a human being fillet another human being inside the octagon. That's what happened. He basically just surgically cut through Neil Magny and then choked a man in front of his friends and family uh, to remain undefeated inside the UFC. So yeah, uh, Shavkat Rachmanov is a horrifying human being. And I tweeted this, and I still don't know. Was that more impressive than Hamzad's win over Gilbert Burns? I don't know. Like Hamzat versus Gilbert Burns is a fight of the year candidate. Or is that what is is doing that to the guy who has the most wins in UFC welterweight more impressive than a fight of the year over a guy that fought for the title? I don't know. That was uber impressive. So as Jed said, it feels like Shavkat and Hamzat are just on a collision course for the title. But I, I mean, again, like we're just kind of overlooking the number one pound for pound fighter in the world right now. Kamar Usman just goes to show you how uh, bright the future of that welterweight division is. I can't say enough positive things about uh, Shaftcap. He's, again, a horrifying human being. He wears a hat made of literal wolf skin to the octagon, and then he chokes a human being unconscious, and then he wears a wolf skin hat outside of the octagon. So all power to him. He wants to fight Steven Thompson. Not going to happen. Uh, I don't know who's going to fight next, but I don't care who he fights. He's probably going to be the betting favorite. Jed, your thoughts on Shavkat's performance. I, I could sense you're really high on him. And we talked about what you're going to do in your lightweight rankings. You're going to move both Sarukian and Gamrot up after that performance. I cannot wait to hear what you're going to do with Shavkat Rachmanov. Are we, I mean, are we shooting him up? Is this going to be, are you going to just have him? Is he a top five guy? Are you putting him that high yeah. or is he even higher? Yeah, he's going oh, to be he's top, going top five. He's going to go top five. Uh, I have him 11 now, which I think is the highest anyone has him. Um, and I'm, I'm putting him up to five. Uh, yeah, this dude's, this dude's legit, legit. Like he's, he is the absolute truth and no joke. So at some point he and Hamzat are going to fight and that fight is going to be amazing. Uh, it's just going to be like the pinnacle of mixed martial arts and how all that works. It's going to rule and I'm really excited for it. You get boars, which I think means wolf, if I'm not wrong. And you get the, Dude with the wolf hat, you get that's the does. names. See, yeah, same, same, same. Look, like we're they're the same person, only different. And so I'm very excited to watch them them fight each other, especially and hopefully with a, a title on the line. Uh it's gonna be awesome. But yeah, any questions I had about Shavkat, and I had a couple. I knew he was good. I don't I didn't know it was this good. Um people don't emasculate Neil Magna like that. And that was like, he just, he wrecked his whole shit good and proper. It, it, that's the only way to put it. So uh, yeah, Shavkat's the truth. And I don't like, I'm only putting him at number five, but if you wanted to tell me that he could go and do the same damn thing to Leon Edwards, or Colby Covington, like, I'm not going to argue with you because that man has has finished every single human being he has fought. And that is a very impressive thing, especially as the quality of his competition has gotten better. His performances have only gotten better. And that's that's championship right there. So, yeah, uh, the top two fights tonight were awesome. Did you like the Stephen Wonderboy Thompson call, Jed? Sure. Um Hold on, I'm going to pull up the UFC rankings because I don't remember where they... I mean, it, it makes sense for him from that standpoint, though I guess maybe it's... I don't know, he's going to move into their top 10 with the win over Magny, and Thompson's kind of a an appropriate step up. Uh, it would at least be really 
I mean, it wouldn't be that interesting because Steven's kind of washed and he's been getting trucked in the same manner over and over again. And Shavkat would just do the same. But like, it makes sense from a progression standpoint. But the other people on top of him, like, the fight that I would be the most interested in is Gilbert Burns. But then that feels like he's just just copying Hamza, you know? So, but again, it's it's like Jose said, dude, just match him up. Welterweight, it's not as good as lightweight but it's still one of the three or four best divisions in the sport. You just mash them together. Anything's going to, anything's going to taste delicious. My first thought was Gilbert Burns, but then I realized that Rachmanov trains at Sanford. So I don't know how tight they are. I mean, yeah, he does. So I don't know if like they're, yeah, I don't know if they're like day in day out training partners. Cause I mean, Sanford's got a lot of guys and it's a big gym. So maybe they train at different times. Who knows? But I mean, so however high they want to shoot it. him. Yeah. There's just nobody well, – because Colby's not going to fight him. And, I mean, Hamza probably would, but that you shouldn't do that now. And then it's Bilal Muhammad. Bilal's not going to – I don't think Bilal's going to try that. Bilal's trying to get a title fight, so I don't think he's going to fight the number nine or ten guy. Uh, I think Bilal's going to fight Hamza in October. Okay. That's, I mean, that's a, that, that fight makes sense. But then if, if Shavkat won't fight Burns, it's Luke, who just got dump trucked. It's Masvidal, who's Masvidal, Thompson, Sean Brady. Yes, Does Sean Brady have a fight? No, he wants the Bilal fight. That's the one he wants. No, he's trying to fight Dustin Poirier. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw the Poirier He's not going to get that fight. We know that. I mean, Sean Brady or Stephen no. Thompson would be okay. I don't like the Sean Brady thing because I'm not a huge – I mean, it sounds weird after we just had this main event that was awesome, but I don't love matching prospects up like that, and I'm very high on Sean Brady as well. But there's not a ton of options based on the UFC's rankings at this point. So either of those fights are fine if you I like to fight Gilbert. I think win or lose, Robbie Lawler needs to fight Stephen Thompson next, and then I think – I accept Shavkat should probably Shavkat should probably fight someone like Michelle Pereira, who's like out like in the fifteen to ten range, and we'll, we'll like test his striking. You know, I think Michelle Pereira could put on a pretty crazy fight against Shavkat. Yeah, it's interesting because well, even Wonder Boy in a recent interview said that the two guys he's got his eye on right now are Michelle Pereira and Kevin Holland, and I feel stylistically like those after fighting two wrestlers or two guys who just took yeah. him down over and over again in his last two fights. I feel like that's about as good as it's going to get for him. Otherwise, also, didn't, he like say like that? didn't he like yeah, say he that said, directly? Like, I don't want to fight guys who are just going to tackle me, which, you know, fair play yeah. to him. Yeah. Cause what Brady called, cause Brady called wonder boy out. He's like, come on, man. You're the nicest guy ever. Like it was poor, the most respectful call it ever. And Brady, Brady just got trounced and got trounced for it. I was like, poor come Sean on. Brady. That dude might actually be the best welterweight prospect in the world, but he's going to get a title fight in 2027. Like, he he ain't going to make <laughs> shit happen. It's, look, I've mentioned before, it's the problem. Everybody in the world knows a Sean Brady. You went to high school with three Sean Brady's. They all sell insurance right now. You got to have a gimmick. You got to have something. You can't just be a damn good fighter. So change your nickname to Thunder Jesus, Sean Brady, and maybe people will care about you. Because otherwise, you're going to be stuck in Leon Edwards land. Have they announced the bonuses yet? I'm still waiting on those because you know Rachmanov is definitely getting a bonus. Rachmanov would and fight of the night is for sure the main event. So it's just oh, who's yeah. getting the it's just who's getting the other one. 
I mean, oh, I'm seeing this. I'm seeing this start out a lot. What do you think about this, Jed? Um, just we're going backwards here to the main event if we're talking matchmaking. So, okay. if the UFC moves forward with the fight we think they're going to move forward with, which is Makachev versus Oliveira for the vacant title, what about Gamrot versus Dariush? Are you in for that? I mean, yeah, that fight would be incredible, but I don't. If if they can do that, that fight makes a ton of sense. But it's it's exactly what Jose said. I do not care. Put him against anybody that's not named Tony Ferguson in their top ten. Yeah. That's fine. Like that, Tony Ferguson shouldn't be in the top ten. Like that's bad. But outside of him, I don't need to see another demolition. Just just go. No wrong answers. There we go. Our uh, Armin Lust fight technically was close. Fight could be he's twenty five. Give value. Yep. Not a not a bad take. Rest of the main card, because I'm sure we'll, we'll have a lot of questions about all those guys. Josh Parisian, Alan Badeau, maybe that will be uh maybe that will be the fight of the night. Who knows? Uh but no Josh Parisian gets the comeback win. Uh good performance from Tiago Moises, gets a rear naked choke in just a strange way where he grabbed his own elbow for leverage. Don't see that very often. So that was, was well done. Man strength choke right there. That's it sure was. A- That's training with Grant Dawson, having that big big dude on your on your back uh umar namagamadoff good lord what a performance i actually i actually felt bad for nate main as i'm watching this fight and i'm just like because i'm thinking umar's just gonna take him down submit him in two minutes and yeah it'll sting you know on the inside your ego takes a little bit of a hit if you get trucked like that in two minutes but at the same token i would take that over what happened tonight in a heartbeat because i was just like man just just let him choke you. Just get out of there. Like, this is bad. <laughs> it's just so bad. Umar just ran him over. And how one judge didn't give a single 10-8 round to Umar to Magomedov is a travesty. What's it matter? It's a travesty. That, yeah, that, I, like, I, guarantee, I guarantee you that judge was just like, this does not matter. Because <laughs> <laughs> two minutes in, you like – if I was a judge, I would have written my scorecard out two minutes in and just just sat back and watched it because you knew how it was going. I was, I, go. I was doing, we're done. I was doing, I was doing Twitter reacts and I like write like so and so defeat so and so as a headline. And before the fight even started, I wrote Omar Magomedov submits Nate Maness. and I was like, what, yeah. what are we doing here? Like just just finish it. And then the fight ended. I'm like, I don't even care what the scorecards are. It's like you just mollywopped a dude on national television. Yeah. It's just like, uh, maybe a judge gives care. a sympathy round at eight. Maybe Nate gets a sympathy round somewhere. Hey, listen, this Where? is the right guy won, but we'll give him a sympathy, sympathy round. round. <laughs> For being dominated know, less, <laughs> less bad than the other round. I Dude, felt bad for uh, Nate, man. But kudos quickly, to him for going the distance. Numar, uh, Umar is about to make a majestic appearance in my bantamweight rankings this this year i've been holding off hey. because he hasn't beaten anybody like good really uh and i'm not saying nate manis is like great but i i'm i'm done pretending he's about to get the yeah. hamza straight to the top treatment in my rankings <laughs> he uh and more importantly the champ Alzheimer sterling was tweeting about because i when i was doing twitter acts Alzheimer was like super high on him and he even tweeted, like, I'll see you soon. So if the champ is tweeting, I'll see you soon, that means he at least is laying the seeds out. I'm not I'm not trying to put anybody on blast here, so I won't say names, but a member of MMA Fighting reached out to me in the middle of that fight and said, so if Umar got matched up against Aljo, would he be a favorite? No. <laughs> I was like, he wouldn't, but I love where your head's at. 
No. <laughs> yeah, not right now. But he's 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 on his way. That was that was some showing. Chris Curtis, <laughs> nice win. Carlos Elberg gets his first UFC finish. Uh, Cheyenne or Shailen Nuran Nuradun Baka, I think that's how you pronounce it. I have to go back. I always thought it was pronounced a completely different way. And then Brennan Fitzgerald, who I trust way more than myself, uh, said it a different way. So I'm going to go with that. Uh, Sergey Morozov, good win. Cody Durden, quick finish of JP Bays. I feel like I like JP a lot. He's a nice guy, but I feel like, uh, you know, I think he's, he's, he's going to have to take a step back. Unfortunately, Mario Batista slick submission over Brian Kelleher. And then, Vanessa Demopoulos uh, gets a split decision win over Jin Yu Fry. Go ahead, Jed. I was saying Batista has to be the other bonus, right? Because I forgot all about the Kelleher sub, but that was very nice. That oh, was beautiful. That was slick. Just the just getting the full mount. Oh, um. Oh, do we have bonus? So I think we have bonuses. I have no let me idea. Just, uh, let me just double check. Let me just double check this. I want to make sure. Should we have this correct? Normally I know this by by now, but so we're still apparently wait. We know the main event's getting one, and we know Shafgat's definitely getting one. Um Tepology says that there's bonuses already, but I haven't seen them anywhere. So maybe they do the cool thing where everyone who got a finish gets a bonus. That would be nice. They should do that, but I don't think they will. But we'll see what happens. Uh let's go to the peeps while we await the bonuses. And see what they have to say about this card, because it was it was good. It was a solid. It was a very solid card. The fights that we were excited about were exciting. All delivered. All delivered. There were lots of fights yep. on the card, but the fights that we were like, watch these fights delivered. Yeah, the main card was. I mean, the even the Parisian Bado thing was like fun. It was dumb and shouldn't have been on the main card, but it was still fun. The main card ruled. All right, all right. So, so the bonuses. According, I, I'm assuming this graphic is correct. Uh, someone screenshot the bonuses. Performances are Tiago Moises, Shavkat, Josh Parisian, and then the main event gets fight of the night. Jo- Josh Parisian, Josh Parisian got- gets a bonus over Mario Batista and Cody Adam Durden. Martin make it Adam happen. Martin caught it. Adam, Adam Martin, Martin make it happen. I thought I he like got, Adam he got a lot. it over I- Batista. He got it over Batista. That That's what strong. this graphic That's shows. On I don't know what to tell you guys. I'm just. Oh, also, that would, that would be that three. So they gave three bonuses and a fight of the night, and then that, that would be the biggest <laughs> slight. Oh my god! And so wait, Oberg didn't get one either. So like, like you got, but they gave it. Oh jeez, I don't understand anything that That's the UFC wild. does. I do not. Corey Durden didn't get one. They gave it to Parisian. Oh, what a oh, wonderful man. world! This is, this is awesome. That can't be right. Like oh. Spectacular why, stuff. Why do I? Why did I ever doubt Adam Martin? Why did I? I can't believe. Like I saw that tweet. And I'm like, that is just when a I, ridiculous statement. Like, that's and he bad. was right. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. If I'm Mario Batista and Cody Durden, I'm I ain't happy right now. That's for sure. I don't get it. for Josh. Like, get I mean, he needed that Cody win Durden, for him. Is Cody Durden ever happy? Like, come on. He yeah. lives but in Mario Covington, Batista. Georgia. I've been to Covington. You can't be happy there. Mm. Uh, it's actually like right outside of Atlanta, so like you really can't be happy there. 
but Mario Batista is not from Covington and he seems like a very happy, jovial yeah, individual, I, very serious guy yeah. at times, but you know, he also totally deserved a bonus. hundred <laughs> percent. Doing that to Brian Kelleher. That is not yeah, easy to do. Smoked him. And like, I don't, I, n- I never understood that. You, you yeah, you can't, you, congratulations, Mr. Parisian. You came back and you won your fight, but you got beat up too. And it you know, ah, geez. All right, all right. Questions. That's Here we go. Wild. All right, everyone, everyone give 30 seconds on why Parisians shouldn't have the bonus, and then I'm going to send it to them right now. Let's go. All of everyone. <laughs> no, they all should have bonuses. Uh, they come all on. Should all right, let's go. Because, what are we talking about? Be, because it's, sure. it's heavyweight MMA, and we should not reward heavyweight MMA unless it's Francis <laughs> Ngannou decapitating fools. Or Did it. Alexander Romanov. Yeah. Um, okay. Big, big, sexy King Kong. That works for me too. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, let's go. Let's see what the let's see what the peeps have to say. Uh, Would have been better if Rachmanov called out Sean Brady. You'd have to know who Sean Brady is. <laughs> yeah. What do you what you call him? Thunder Dolphin was it? Was he needs Thunder Jesus. I like Thunder Dolphin too, though. Actually, I'm totally down to Thunder Dolphin. That's even better. We're going uh, off the rails here. I love it. Messages, I love it so much. Apology, guys. Um, uh, talk about the very first fight of the night. Actually, I thought Vanessa won all three rounds, but could see her losing weight the first to volume. Vanessa still had the biggest moments in round one, though. I I hated that scorecard. It that doesn't is. matter. It was a good it was a good fight. If you scored a 29-28 for Demopolis, I had no issue with it. I just didn't see a world where Vanessa won that first round. But it was a good fight. It was a good fight. And good Vanessa fight. gets a big win. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. MMA decisions. Uh <clears throat> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten media members picked Fry, Fry winning. One picked uh, Demopolis. So, uh, yeah. A little too low on the card for maybe a robbery report from Mr. A.K. Lee, but I think it was a robbery. And, um, but, eh, poor Jin. Good, good on Vanessa. It's a good fight. Oh, yeah. Jin's getting a lot better. Jin, Jin's like a whole different fighter. Since she looks, going to she looks much more comfortable in, in, the, uh, in her straw weight body, you know, being an atom weight for years, and looks like the move to. The gym moved to Fortis because she's in, she lives in the uh, Fort Worth Dallas area anyway, so uh, it's all good. Um, I hope the I hope the UFC hope this is that two losses for Jen or is that off a win? Is she off a win? No, she was on. She, she was coming off two. Wins. She was coming off two wins. Oh, coming off two wins. All right. Oh, okay. This, okay. Well, okay. At least I I'm hopefully hopefully now her, her job's secure. Now to be to be fair, those wins were over Gloria to Paul and Ashley Yoder, both of which I think have a combined 500 record in the UFC. So, but I'm sure she'll get another fight. And apologies oh, yeah. got cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they are yep. ultimate fighters. Yeah. Um, all right. Most importantly, though, I don't care who won because Demopolis has the best gimmick in MMA right now. The jumping into the yep. announcer's things is hilarious. And she should win every fight because I just want to see her jump into everyone's arms. It's really fun. Parisian should have gotten 50K if he did the jump instead of just talking about the jump. Did you see his if post he fight? Just, if he had if just, he had just done it without <laughs> warning him at all. I would say give him all the money. All the money. Because that would have been truly incredible to watch Bisping just watch this man functionally drop kick the air and fall down in the cage. What are you doing? Josh is a Josh is a is a hilarious guy too. 
Uh, Tristan Garnett, Shafkat is so legit, and he proved it tonight to submit Magny like that. It was so impressive. It's so hard to finish him, and he was able to do that with no issue. Yeah. I mean, Shafkat's the MVP of this card. That's for damn sure. As good as that main event was, Shafkat's the guy that people are going to be talking about for the next few days until International <laughs> Fight Week coverage starts. No doubt about it. What does Shafkat need to have to do to get that Hamza type of allure? Learn English. Learn yep. English. Is that is it simple yep. as that, you think? Yep. Because we, we we were when Mike and I spoke to his, his manager in Jacksonville, I don't know if you remember the fight he had before this. He he had like the UFC translator, which isn't nearly as good as uh, what's uh, what's his what who's his translator? What's his name? Tedai Zayat Zayat, who is actually like a, like a very good translator, mm-hmm. and everyone was really upset, including like the UFC, because you can't promote a guy that can't really come across as relatable if they're not if you can't understand what they're trying to say. So now that's why. Said was in there for this, so he got a much better translation. But I think it's literally comes down to being able to learn English if he wants to keep fighting in America, yeah. which is unfortunate. But that's you, how it is. But I don't think you need you to learn English. Can't. You just got you just got to know like fifty words. Smash. Yeah, Hamza. It's not like Hamza knows yeah. English. He just yeah. says, "I'm going to smash everyone," like and yells it at the top of his lungs. Yeah, that's but awesome. I guess Hamza. He knows infinite, like he knows substantially better English than almost oh. ha- most of Russian fighters in yeah. the UFC, and he fought twice in seven days. So, like, yeah. he's already yeah. ahead. He's already ahead. You know, uh, yeah. But if Shavkat just could get like three catchphrases to repeat while he actually learns English, that'd be fine. But you can't promote a dude who's like, "All right, tell us what you think." And one, he feel he's more mild mannered anyway, mm-hmm. so it's just less. And then getting that through a third party, it's just not. Yeah, it's he, just not the same. He's, he's, yeah, he needs that catchphrase. Because I remember when, when even Triple G, when he said, when, when the first time he said, big drama show. Big drama just, show. Every, big drama show. Everyone just went crazy. You know, when first time, Habib, remember Habib, Habib was dominant forever, but it wasn't until he learned like three words in English that we all kind of. No, no one cared about him until he did the your chicken thing and Michael yeah. Johnson. Like, that was it. Yeah. So, all right. So, if you tell Shafkat's manager, just give him five words and repeat. Just cut, just cut the Hulk Hogan promo. What you gonna do when Shafkat runs wild <laughs> on you, and then just like flex and walk away? Like that's that's enough. That's enough. Or just howl like a wolf. Like you got the hat on. Just do that. Like it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I guess but it right there now is a mystique to him. Yeah. He's he's, he's a sure. less is, he's a less is more type guy. I think if he doesn't know anything, just show a little bit, and then he, I don't know. He he, I, I, from a fighting standpoint, like all the hype that that um, Hamzat gets, I. I think Shav got Shav the same amount, but uh, super fun, super fun, uh, super fun prospects. That's an interesting. Yeah, he needs to be more. I, I think the activity. The I mean, he's fought twice this year, but when he got in the UFC, it was one fight in 2020, one fight in 2021. He's a little more active this year, so I think if he can get in one or two more, I think that's really going to help him. Um, Shavkat versus Vicente for potential fight of the year. That's not maybe, fight but of the year. that's again, a murder. That's not fight. That's not well. Fear. Vicente's got to fight anyway, so Vicente's fight, yeah. fighting yeah. Jeff Neal. Well, that's that's a much better. That's much closer to being fight of the year. Shafkat's just gonna truck Vicente. Uh, Tater tots and fits. Yeah. Is it too early for Hamza ever shot? Yes, it is too early. But you best believe the UFC is thinking about that. It is a goal of theirs at some point in the next couple of years to make their way to that matchup at some point. But it's not going to happen now. 
Yeah. That I, fight I, could headline because I know every like the the UFC has to go to Abu Dhabi like once a year and they have to give him yeah. a title fight. And now that Habib's gone, Islam's the guy that they're gonna headline that card with. But say we live in a fairy tale world where Islam doesn't win the title, <laughs> that fight headlines Abu Dhabi. Yeah, for sure. A, because Hamzat's not getting into the country anytime soon. So they're gonna have to fight there. Uh, well, hold on. Uh, see, I, I'm gonna just—I don't really agree with this, but tell me what you think. Uh, Moby one Kanab. Hamzat didn't get but one or two times in all his fights up to Burns. That's why Hamzat had more hype. His wins were more br- brutal. I mean, I don't think that's. I think there's I think like some true. truth that like, like yeah, that, but still like one. Uh, would he take one significant strike until the Burns? Burns fight, right? Correct. Correct. So, but, had, but think of yeah, think of the level of competition. So, I think, I think tonight, Aaron Bronsetter tweeted this out. I think tonight Neil Magny landed the most strikes that have been landed on Shafkat Rachmanov since he's gone to the UFC. Eleven, eleven. And, That's and it. I don't know. More, most See, was nine before that. Were any of those even like grazing up kicks? I felt like those weren't nothing like. Oh yeah, he didn't land. He didn't land eleven strikes. If you told me there were eleven strikes, I do what? not believe you. Yeah, that's not true. I d- yeah, I didn't see that either. But it's uh, yeah, he landed so, eleven of eleven of tw- actually landed twenty-one total strikes according to the stats. Eleven significant. Rachmanov landed nineteen significant strikes, fifty-six total. Two of two on takedowns. Nine minutes and six seconds of ground control. Insane. Wild. Uh, well, I like this comment. The, I mean, the the big difference, though, just to to put a bow on this, I was like, because I think that is true. It's not the, that he didn't get hit. It's just the like the eyeball test of dominance. Hamzat was more dominant. Now, are you in talk quality of competition? Okay, that's not really how MMA fandom works. Like fans don't really care. Like we care, but like broader fan bases that support fighters don't give a shit that you. <laughs> dominated michelle Pazet. like that's that doesn't matter to them it's like oh hamza nuked a dude in 10 seconds like that's that's a thing and then a week later he nuked another dude in like two minutes or whatever like that's the the eyeball test of his wins are more physically and aesthetically dominant i think there's a good argument that hamza's wins are better and more impressive both from like a tactical and strategic standpoint but like one dude feels, and that's kind of, I think, the difference. I think Hamzat feels like a physical force of nature, and Shavkat feels more like a really, really talented fighter that is not as much on that that spectrum. Also, not yeah. for nothing, Hamzat has a scar on his face and looks terrifying. So yeah. you see those two gentlemen walking yeah. down the street. He's got the street beard. Closed. Yeah, if you see those two guys walking down the street and you say one of those guys is going to eat another human oh. being, who do you think it's going to be? It's it's not Shavkat. The guy wearing his, like, a wolf head? But I get you what you're saying. He's, that's he, not, he, he that's can't not wear the wolf head in the cage. If he could wear the wolf <laughs> head in the cage, but he takes it off yeah. and he has that weird like Pee Wee Herman haircut too. Like he's gotta do something with the facial hair. That like that that's how you can get more of a mystique to him because he looks like a dude who is very smart, but also will quietly kick your ass. Whereas as Jose said, Hamza looks like he will eat you. Yeah. Hamza will be doing the eating. Shavkat would just go like this and touch you in like a pressure spot. You just fall and collapse to the ground. You would just keep walking. Like, like nothing happened. You just whistle all the way down the street. Uh, Nat Williams. 
There you go. Uh, that these scorecards were a rejection of the scoring we've seen over the past few weeks, where having an edge in wrestling has been discounted. Not saying I agree with it, but that seems to be what it is. So here's here's another point that somebody just DM'd me about it. I wanted to bring this to whoever wants to answer this. There's people who are suggesting that, and maybe there's some truth to this because most of Sarukian's effectiveness tonight came to the body. Those kicks to the body of Gamrot were brutal. <laughs> But oftentimes, fans, who, especially who are really into the criteria, feel like the judges don't give enough love to body shots more so than getting punched in the face. Is, do, you, do you think that would, like, I don't know how much of a difference that plays in the scoring. I don't know if it plays any, but do you feel like that's kind of an issue right now, that Jed, that shots to the body, shots to the legs, things like that, anything above this area, below this area, just isn't getting enough credit on the, on the cards? Yeah, I think that's been that way forever, though. And it's maybe it's less that it's, it's not that it's that they're not crediting it. It's that they just head strikes just get are are the premium strike, the premium position. That's the thing that is the most eye catching. Look, when you get hit to the body, unless the dude crumples up, he just kind of walks through it, and that's how a lot of leg kicks are too. You hit to the head, the head snaps, and you can see the sweat fly, and you can see the dude's neck turn. Like there's, it is a more visceral and by definition, looks more damaging, whether it is or not. And so I think that that absolutely could be part of it because really almost all of Sarukian's like, damage and offense were, were kicks, whereas Gamrot outboxed him for the most part. Uh, and so at least when I – and that's why I said when I was watching it, I thought that the damage was pretty even, uh, which is why I then went to the secondary criteria, and I could absolutely see – judges just not crediting the body work as much in that regard and then you know not even going to the second criteria or like me going going to the wrestling as as a tiebreaker and i'll give gamera a lot of credit for having one hell of a poker face because didn't show they, any damage at all any, they had, he took a spin kick from armin and hit him right in the face and it looked like it hurt armin's foot more than gamera you know yep. i mean it, it was like in like i was just like oh if you don't show visible damage, then I guess it's not damage. So uh, I mean, I, th- I think that I think that was the difference for uh, with Gamrot winning with the judges. I don't, I, I didn't have Gamrot winning, but to me, just he didn't show like he didn't show like anything hurt. He never went ooh. And and Sarukian got cut under the eye, and yeah. there were points at time in that and fight. Sarukian looked, Sarukian looked tired. He looked. I would tired. say there were, yeah. that was exactly it. Like, there were points when it it did look like Sarukian wanted to be there less than Gamron did. And I'm sure that that played a factor with me and with the judges. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Great fight though. Again, I'm not, this is not a robbery. This is just some of the best scrambles we've ever seen. Like that was, I can't remember the first two rounds of scrambles. Dude, that, that first round like series where the, the first Gramby roll that Graham Gamron hit, like that was insane. All of that was so nuts. Yeah, I, yeah, it was it was incredible. I was just like, yeah, I was, I, yeah. I, I was like, yep. I was like, man, we are so lucky as fans. Like, this is a free fight. We're not paying seventy bucks to watch. This is free. I mean, I like, if I like this, I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, but like, like this and was for anyone. Yeah, and for anyone that was complaining about this being the main event when they announced again, you oh, can burn in a lake of fire. You were, yeah, you were insane <laughs> if you were complaining about this fight. Yeah. And just and think about this. Just think about this. 
you got to watch this fight, UFC Austin, UFC Vegas 56, for less money this month than it cost you to watch Bellator last night. So keep that into perspective. All three of those, you get to watch all three of those events for less money than it cost you to watch that's Bellator true. last night. Ten ninety nine a month for Showtime. Yep. I guess that is true, isn't it? Yeah. But this this other programming on Showtime, but we don't need to but go the, into that. But the bantamweight oh. division, blah. nah, fuck that, oh. bump that. <laughs> Oh, oh no! I'm I'm still I'm still team th- 135. I respect I respect your guys' commitment to lightweight. So, I get it. I get it. Also, Mike uh-huh. Bellator doesn't ask us once a month to drop seventy five dollars to keep up with the comings and goings. And even when like next week, it's totally worth the seventy five. That that feels like that still should count in some regards towards <laughs> the overall price pointing here. Yeah, but they don't have seventy-five dollar cards. They don't even have like thirty dollar cards. If we're being honest, Bellator but, literally. If it was not my job, Bellator could not get me to pay money. But I would them. pay. I would. I would pay seventy-five dollars a month to watch Bellator if it means I don't have to hear Josh Thompson talk. Oh, where's you the horn, dude? Of, I, 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 was about, I was about to. Ready? Okay, I was about to. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> If there was a non-Josh Mike, Big you John saw me thinking about the horn. You saw me thinking about it. I was like, ooh, should I horn that one? Because I kind of want to. <laughs> I, 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 I ruined it. How much extra to get rid of Big John, too? That's the real oh, question. I want Big John as a ref again. I thought he was a really good ref. Yeah, he was a good ref. Just do the thing you're good at. Don't branch out. Stay in your lane. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to say that, but I actually more, think he was a good ref. More, more um, Rufian Stotts, that's all. Ruf, Rufian? Yeah, he was Ruf, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Rafian. Rafian, sorry, Rafian. What else we got? We'll take a couple more. Yeah, we got a couple more. Uh, do, 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 do. Sorry, me. Because we got a long week ahead of us, friends. We got a long week ahead of us. Dude, next week. Are you guys going to rank Umar this month, or am I going to be the only one? I'm not on the rankings panel. Ooh. That's right. Oh, God. 135 so good. I'll probably rank them. I, feel I, I, I got to see I them. I feel better real quick I, I as we uh, get these next questions. Yeah, I mean, let me, me find a question. Sorry. Uh, <clears throat> oh, yeah. Um, Dominic Cruz will be exiting my rankings. Hell, yeah. I've been trying to kick him out of Bantamweight <laughs> for, for friggin' months. Um, did, did Curtis call out Buckley or did Buckley call out Curtis? Buckley, Buckley, Buckley tweeted and even made a poster. Oh, uh, okay. You like that fight? Where'd he go, Buckley? Yeah, so... Sure. I, I kind of so Joaquin Buckley has had this gimmick since he's come into the UFC, and it started with Glory MMA, where he used to train for a little while. He wanted to fight James Krause, and then he just wanted to fight everybody at Glory MMA. And James Krause, from all the fighters that I talked to, basically set up a rule that said, "Hey, I love you guys, but none of you. If I don't fight this guy, none of you are fighting this guy." Like. I'm the guy he wants me to fight. I'm like, and they all agree. They're like, yeah, man, that's your fight. So then he goes over to extreme couture and he starts training at extreme couture. That's where he trained for the camp for Abdul Razak al Hassan. fights Albert Jiraev who trains at extreme couture. And now he calls out uh, Chris Curtis who also trains at extreme couture. So he just wants to run down all the extreme couture guys. So yeah, I kind of like this gimmick, but do you like this fight? I think that I, I feel like Curtis is, I, I thought Buckley's performance against Derive Jed was tremendous. I thought it was the best he's ever looked. But I just feel like what what, what Chris Curtis has done in his, since coming to the UFC, I just feel like he's ahead of Joaquin Buckley right now. 
Yeah, I mean, I like the fight on the merits, and I know Buckley's on a bit of a run at the moment, but like, I think Chris Curtis deserves a, t- a crack at the top fifteen, and that Buckley isn't that. Like, I looking at the UFCs right now, like, I mean, hell yeah, Chris Curtis should be ranked in here above like Edmund Shabazian and stuff like that. Like, it, give him, give him somebody in there. Uh, who's Brad Devars fighting this weekend? Drinkus Duplessis. Okay, so DDP will move into the rankings. Um, Chris Curtis versus if he ever fights um, Imabov. Has he been rebooked yet? That's he- spoiler alert for on to the next one. That okay. is my pick. Do it in right. Paris. That's, that's the fight. That's a good fight. Yeah, that fight rules. Do that. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm heavily, yeah. I'll, I'll heavily favor Imabov, but Chris Curtis has earned that fight. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I would watch the hell out of Buckley Curtis, but I do think Chris Curtis deserves a shot at the top fifteen. Yeah. Yep. Anything else? Hey. Hey, yeah. Uh, I mean, looking at my Bantamweight rankings. Curtis. Yeah, I would say Nirmaga Madoff's going to get in there. Yeah, and it's yeah. going to hurt me. It's going to hurt me a little bit to take the man he's going to replace out of the rankings, but I feel like Umar oh. would just try again. Oh yeah, dude. No, I'm. I couldn't be more excited for Dominic Cruz to get out of my freaking rankings. <laughs> Real quick, um, off the Chris Curtis fight, um, the fight I was way off on prediction wise was um, I of course I predicted Vieira would win by first round submission. Did not happen clearly. Are we? Is Rodolfo Vieira? Is, it, is he? Are we kind of done believing that he's going to be a decent middleweight? No, mm-hmm. I'm. You, you, you still, Jed- still, yeah, hold on, hold on. I, I, I love this question, and Jed said something earlier on Slack, and he said something on Twitter as well that I want you to talk about here. What did you make of Vera's performance overall? Because, like, you could tell he's getting better. You could tell the gas tank's improved a little bit. The striking's getting better. But, but I don't think Jed – yeah, I don't think, Jed, you loved the game plan overall of just – Oh, oh it was awful. Takedown attempts. It was an awful. So – and I, I meant what I said. I – tweeted that if you shoot 10 takedown attempts and do not succeed on one, you should forfeit the fight like a mercy rule. Uh, I think that's absolutely true because that's not fighting. And like, uh, it's just not. And I thought he looked really good on the feet. Like he obviously was improved there. His cardio was improved. He was losing the striking, but he also wasn't winning by desperately spamming takedowns, especially as the fight went on and had even less chance of success. Like that, the third round... That fight was up for grabs. I think I had it won a piece at the time. Um, and that he could have won that, but he spent that entire round like just falling over at the hips trying to get a takedown, trying to make that thing happen when he clearly couldn't do it. Instead of just like coming forward and punching a bunch or kicking. Like he was having a lot of success at range kicking too. So I'm not done on him being like a good middleweight because his pedigree in the one area is so very, very strong and he's a pretty good athlete and he is he Honestly looked a lot, like, very improved in there. But his game plan was horrendous. And because I don't think Chris Curtis had a good game plan, frankly. But he didn't make him pay because he was it, he was only going to do the one thing. And the one thing he was trying to do, he wasn't equipped to do and was really bad. So it's – he needs to maybe get uh, – who's he training with? Who's he work with? Uh, Curtis? No, uh, Vieira. Oh, oh, Vieira. Oh, I'm not sure, actually. I have no idea who his gym is. So uh, go to American Top Team because if you're a professional fighter, you should just go to American Top Team. 
Um, they're really good and they will teach <laughs> you to fight smarter and better because like that was a very winnable fight for him. But the manner in which he went about it, I thought was awful. And even if I guess, but again, in that third round, even if like his strategy is maybe like not the worst in the world, the optics for the referee is you took six shots or something like that in the third round, didn't get close to any of them. All right. That just looks like you're panic wrestling because you, you feel that you need this. And that's a really bad optic for the, for the ref too, so for the judges. So yeah, I still think he has potential. I'd like to see him get with a good team. And you know who had a, you know you know who probably won the week more than anybody was American Talk Team Ooh. was Mike Brown who was in the corner of Johnny Eblen in the main event and then mm-hmm. flies to Vegas to corner Matush Gamrot for his win against Armand Sarukian. so great friggin' weekend for American Talk Team yeah good was he there with Durden was he there with Durden uh, I don't know who Durden's an no. ATT affiliate. yeah did uh, Diego Lima was in his corner he, yeah. he, yeah, he I think he was in Jimmy Florida but. That. Yeah. yeah, he usually trains at um yeah, yeah he usually trains yeah. with uh with the yeah. Lima brothers. ATT over had a great weekend. Uh, uh, Zavitello, Zavitello, I think I think Cody Law was the only person that didn't didn't win. Yeah, they went with them. Zavitello said they went five and one on five, Bellator. Five, five and one on Bellator card, and then the, they won and then they went tonight. two and zero tonight. So yeah, or three and zero tonight with Jeremy. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. hell of a weekend. Great, great, great weekend for uh, King Mo has a um has a coach now Hell just. Killing it, man. 2-0 and against Masasi in championship fights. Why did I not see that coming? <laughs> yeah, didn't even think about no that, buddy. <laughs> Listen, everybody. Uh, you, know what, you know what time it is? Like, this is one of those things where normally we reflect on these cards for like a half a week, and then by Wednesday we change course. I feel like we're going to think about and reflect on this fight and this fight card for another day or two, and then it's just all – we're just running to UFC 276. This card is ridiculous. And unfortunately, uh, we are a fight short on UFC 276. Mm. We found out on the broadcast, Lauren Murphy, Misha Tate is off the card. No reason given at this point. There's talks about maybe rebooking it sooner rather than later, but nothing is done yet. Uh, that's what I have heard maybe later on in the month but nothing done don't don't take this information and write articles about it because you'd be an idiot if you did that but this is what's being discussed right now all right but we're out of here ak and i are back tomorrow morning doing some matchmaking coming out of this event on to the next one and then helwani's back on monday for the mma hour and then jose and i are off to vegas on tuesday and we have a lot of content coming your way. A like, lot of content. <laughs> we're going to have months of content coming out of this week. I can assure you of that. So, And Jed's back at PFL. Look at this. He's going to have new swag wear on the preview show for you. Harrison, <laughs> baby. I might even go to media day this time since Kayla's there. Whoa. Well, know, next week's going to be fun for Jed, for EKC Leiden, for Jose Youngs. I am Mike Heck. Thank you for watching. Hope you enjoyed the fights. I sure did. Good night, everybody. Love you guys. Happy birthday, AK. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. 
Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on home mom? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.